0: When I was a boy, this was one of my favorite times of the year. After getting back from the usual Thanksgiving travel to see some extended family, my parents and I would nestle into our home for the December days, which were dark and cold on the outside, but warm and full of anticipation on the inside. One particular pre-Christmas tradition was especially a highlight for me as a kid. I'll tell you about it coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. If you're in need of a bit of direction to help guide your spiritual life, you've tuned in at just the right time. Our top-notch spiritual directors are here to help you. My name is Patrick Conley. The pre-Christmas tradition that was a highlight when I was a kid started with me watching The Mailbox with Vigilance. Each day when the mail came or when I got home from school at the earliest possible time, I'd run in and ask my mom, did it come? I was referring to the big, thick catalog from Sears or Pennies. I can't remember precisely which, but those of you who are old enough to remember know what I'm talking about. These things were thick, over 100 pages. Remember, this is before the Internet, and were filled with pretty much every item the store sold. And they put them out right around Thanksgiving so you'd be able to receive an order in time for Christmas. And my parents usually encouraged me to go through the catalog with a red pen and circle the items I was interested in and dog ear the page so they'd know what I was wanting for Christmas. So, essentially, when the catalog came, it was basically a choose-your-own-Christmas list for me. I'd greedily grab it and a red pen and hunker down to go carefully through sections of it, not clothing or tools or kitchen supplies, but things like sporting equipment and, of course, toys. Inevitably, I'd circle way more than I ever realistically hoped to get, and then I'd hand it back to Mom or Dad with a grin of quiet expectation and anticipation. And then come Christmas morning, I was delighted at what appeared under the tree— Yeah, it wasn't everything I had circled, but it was usually comprised by a lot of the stuff that would have been at the top of my list, like somehow my parents knew. Well, now that it's decades on from that time, I've matured and learned that it is truly more blessed to give than to receive, but I do hope that I can still be an expectant and anticipating recipient of the gifts given by one particular giver that being the Holy Spirit of God, because God is an exceptionally generous giver, one who knows exactly what is, or at least what needs to be, at the top of my list. Today on the show, we're talking about gifts. We're talking about the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Guiding our discussion is our spiritual director for the hour ahead, Father Joe Laramie. Father Joe is a Jesuit priest and the national director of the Pope's Prayer Network. Known as the Apostleship of Prayer, a 175 year old ministry uniting hearts to the Sacred Heart. He is also a national Eucharistic preacher for the Eucharistic Revival. Father Joe, welcome back to the inner life. Good to be with you.
1: Patrick, thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. I'm just grateful that you can join us. Well, let's start, since we're talking about the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit, let's just start with the Holy Spirit, shall we? Maybe, uh, arguably, the least understood member of the Holy Trinity. So what role does the Holy Spirit play in our lives, and how can we better come to understand him?
1: Absolutely. Um, What a beautiful topic. Uh, Yeah, this time of giving and thanksgiving and reflecting on God's gifts to us, especially through the Holy Spirit. Um, Gosh, so many... Beautiful images in our church tradition of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Sometimes we see a dove. That's certainly an image in Scripture during the baptism of Jesus. Um, Also an image of fire, especially at Pentecost, that Mm -hmm. outpouring of the Spirit upon the apostles. You know, in different uh, saints and theologians will speak about um, the Holy Spirit is the living love between the Father and the Son. So Mm. we might say that the... The love of the Father and the Son between them is so intense that, in fact, this this is a living person, the third member of the Holy Trinity. Uh, you know, of course, as Catholics, we can also say, well, it's a mystery, but I think we're invited to grow deeper into that
0: communion in the Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And this Holy Spirit is the, is the empowering force behind all of our sacraments, of course, and it is, but it's the same Holy Spirit that is given to us, right, in baptism and sealed within us at Confirmation.
1: Yes, we could say quite rightly that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus, of course, the incarnate son, uh, born of Mother Mary. And we share by adoption through the sacraments in his sonship that we, too, are temples of the Holy Spirit, that the Lord lives within us uh, by the grace of the sacraments.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and i The great gift of God himself. I mean, that's one of the things As I was just kind of reflecting on God knows what should be at the top of my list. And he knows that the number one thing that he can give me the best that he can give is himself. Right. And so it's an amazing thing to me that we are actually given the gift of the Holy Spirit himself to unite us to the divine life. And that's a, a tremendous gift in and of itself. But as we go on, I mean, Scripture doesn't just stop there. It's not like just that there's more enumeration of what comes with the Holy Spirit, Um, some of them being what we call gifts and some of them being what we call fruits. And maybe we can start with the fruits of the Spirit. Where do we learn about the fruits of the Spirit, Father?
1: Sure. Uh, In the Scriptures, of course, St. Paul, uh, that great apostle who gives us so much wisdom uh, in our faith, You know, if you want to take a peek at the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit, you might look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Um, Also, the Catechism has a really nice reflection on this. Uh, The Catechism, that'd be around paragraph uh, 1830 1830 and following. And, um, yeah, St. Paul helping us to reflect on these fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, and to keep in mind, this is for... um, the good of my own soul also for the building up of the church, you know, these aren't exactly like superpowers like we would see in uh, you know, a Spider-Man movie or something, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely there are these saints that have some pretty wild <laughs> gifts on occasion, uh, you know, reading souls or levitation for instance. Right. But, you know, I think more, more commonly given are these fruits that are given, you know, yes, for relationship. Um, to help me live my faith, to help me build a kingdom more like the gospel of Jesus that we see outlined uh, in the scriptures.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. And but these fruits are I mean, these fruits, it seems like St. Paul, as he's talking to, to the Galatians about this, as he's writing to the Galatians about this, it seems to me like he's expecting that you should be able to identify some of these fruits in anybody Um anybody who is a follower after who has received the Holy spirit, right. Who's a follower after the Lord in that particular way. So this is more, it is kind of a universal thing. It seems to me that that's what St. Paul's getting at.
1: Yes. And you know, I'll just highlight for our listeners. um, Let's, let's first focus on gratitude. Um, Okay. Lord, what gifts have you given to me? (laughs) Um, Which ones am I using on a regular basis? You know, if you're like me, sometimes we kind of instantly go to actually the gifts I don't have. Like, oh man, I really need to grow in this or that. Okay, that's true too, but uh, let's, let's start with gratitude. Let me just rattle these off uh, for folks. You know, maybe you're driving and you can't easily, uh, you know, dial up your catechism. So the fruits of the Spirit, here they are. Charity, yeah. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, generosity, gentleness, faithfulness, modesty, self-control, and chastity. You know, and briefly, let me also, you know, we can start seeing these as maybe falling into categories, right? And okay, good to kind of understand them in that way. Some of these might be more relational gifts. Let's say uh, patience, kindness, goodness. Okay, I live in a religious community with 30 other Jesuit priests. Uh, Hey, I appreciate the guy's who are patient with me, kind to me, good to me, you know, and I'm called to do that myself. Uh, You know, some of these are maybe a little more focused actually on relationship with God, right? So we could say faithfulness. Okay, you know, I'm living my faith uh, through prayer, through the life of the church. Um, I might also think of something like joy, basically, as, okay, this is a gift from the Lord. I know I'm loved by God. But also I can share that gift with others. So to, you know, start to even see how these gifts fall into certain categories.
0: Mm -hmm. And it seems to be with the, again, with drawing from the Galatians passage, it seems like Paul is contrasting uh, the gifts of the spirit versus the works of the flesh. So there is an, uh, in fact, he says the works of the flesh are obvious. And then he says later on in verse 22, as you were just reading from father, in contrast, the fruit of the spirit is. And so there, it's, it's kind of that we can start to understand that when we see the work of the spirit in our lives, that you, you should see yourself more falling in these fruits of the spirit category. Yeah.
1: That's right. There is, uh, you know, a spiritual battle happening around us. Uh, St. Ignatius Loyola, founder of the Jesuits, uh, he spent some time in the Spanish army. So had, I think a strong sense of this. So yeah, there is like a flip side to each of these things, right? Um, Okay, Paul rattles off, okay, works of the flesh, uh, fornication, impurity, idolatry, sorcery. Well, you know, they are, it's like a shadow side of some of these gifts of the Spirit, right? So something like idolatry, maybe instead of faithfulness. So uh, making an idol out of my work or maybe some addiction in my life, as opposed to, you know, that faithfulness to God, really keeping him as Lord of my life, Um, you know, again, it also calls for a kind of discernment of my own heart, right? Like, okay, Lord, show me what's happening in my life. Um, How are your graces at work giving me these fruits? But also, Lord, maybe what needs a little pruning, you know, do we need to pull out some weeds to uh, make more room for your grace?
0: Yeah, yeah, very good. We're talking today about the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit with our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie, and a question for you might be, well, do you how have you seen the work of the Holy Spirit in your own life? Have you, How have you seen the fruits manifest in your own life? How have you been aware of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your own life? If you have something to share with the rest of us, we'd love to hear from you. Give us a call on our toll-free studio line, triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. That's sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, by the way. Thank you for that sponsorship. Again, the number is 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, in this spiritual matter that you were just talking about there, Father, and it's also very evident to me when you go through the listing of the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians 5, um, as you were reading before, love, joy, peace, patience, etc., um, that as you see these things, that yes, they could be formative and should be formative, our relationship with God, but they also have a sort of horizontal dimension as well, right? Just in, in as much as the as the uh, works of the flesh have a horizontal dimension, uh, dimension and that we are, we are acting out of evil ways with the people around us, then the fruits of the spirit are, they transform that. I mean, they're, they're now a, a good that is being shed abroad as it were.
1: You know, I look to my own life, uh, my Jesuit training, as you may know, Jesuits, we have a pretty long formation process. It usually That's what I've around, heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's around ten years. Uh, we study philosophy, we study theology, we do some teaching, uh, we take time for our own prayer and spiritual development. You know, and even through my different assignments, I, I've certainly noticed that God calls upon uh, different gifts that I need to use. Okay, for instance, teaching high school boys. Uh, had a lot of fun doing that at Regis High School in Colorado. You know, some of these gifts like first I need to live them and then I can help the boys live them. Right. So let's say uh, self-control. Right. Maybe one kid in the class is driving me nuts. Like Hmm.
0: (laughs) that never happens. Does it, Father? (laughs) I mean, seriously, come on. Maybe
1: some of us were that kid uh, back when we were in high school. (laughs) Good point. You know, maybe he's got a sense of humor. Maybe uh, who knows what's going on you know, he's driving me nuts, but okay, I got to practice some self-control, right? Like I can't lose my temper in the classroom. That's not good for him or for me. Maybe I need to wait until after class ends and then pull that kid aside. Hey brother, let's have a little conversation. I love your energy, but you know, I need you to focus on your task. Otherwise maybe there's a detention coming up ahead of you. You know, even something like charity, right? In a classroom. Okay, I need to look at every kid uh, as the Lord looks at him. Okay, some are gonna be the star students, some might be struggling, but to have that uh, that love of the Lord in my own heart for them. You know, parents, you might think of this, right? Okay, a young couple, you're first married, that honeymoon phase, and then yes, God gives you that first child. Well, the Lord's gonna call upon some new gifts for you, <laughs> okay, okay? Some Self-control, even just, uh, what, you got a crying baby and you're exhausted. Okay, well, I need to still do what needs to be done to care for this uh, little child. So just to really say, this, these are incarnate virtues. Um, you know, the Lord gives them to us to, to use for our own vocations for the building up uh, of the life of faith.
0: Right. And that can be particular to our vocation in some ways, right? I mean, we can always call upon these fruits of the Spirit, for example. Um, you know, if I'm in need of greater patience in a particular situation, which uh, just speaking honestly from my own perspective, that happens quite frequently as well. But um, I mean, it is. we should look to the giver of all good gifts, right? At this, at this point when we're in need of greater patience to realize this is a fruit of the Spirit, so Holy Spirit, give me the patience that I need.
1: That's right. And sometimes it's uh, in those moments of struggle when (laughs) we turn to the Lord with greater humility and say, okay, Lord, yes, I I need your help. Uh, I'm struggling here. I I lost my temper in my classroom or with my own kids. And okay, maybe I first need to apologize to Mm -hmm. them. And then also, Lord, yeah, I need additional graces. I need you to stretch my heart to help me uh, put these fruits into practice
0: mhm mm-hmm. yeah exactly and i think that that's that's an essential element here that we always have to re- bear in mind that this this doesn't just kind of uh you know we're not given the holy spirit at baptism have him sealed within us at confirmation and then just naturally all these fruits begin to occur but they need to work in conjunction with our own will right we need to seek to have these fruits manifest in our lives
1: absolutely and again in the life of the church right it, yeah it's yeah. good to ask for help right. okay from uh A friend of mine who's a little older who's been through this, um, you know, as appropriate, yeah, talk to your pastor, a a spiritual director for some guidance. Um, Practice makes perfect, right? That, um, yeah, Jesus wants me to use these gifts, and he's going to help me uh, to stretch my heart as I do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. We are talking today about the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit with our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie. We are grateful for his presence with us and grateful for your presence with us as well. If you have particular reflections on gifts or fruits of the Holy Spirit, how you've seen them in your own life, or maybe you'd like to give a shout out to somebody else that you really see a particular gift or fruit of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. Give us a call. We'd love to get you on the air. 888-914-9149. Again, 888 888- 9149149 or send us an email life at relevantradio.com we're gonna head into our first break but we got more of the show coming up right after this stay with us if you have real estate or land you no longer need consider the advantages of donating it to relevant radio the process is easy and the tax advantages can be huge. Learn more at relevantradio.com/property. Welcome back to the Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on relevantradio.com and the Relevant Radio app. Hey, how about a one-of-a-kind audio Advent calendar this Advent? You've heard of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, right? Well, this is a classic like you've never heard it before. From the Merry Beggars here at Relevant Radio, step into Charles Dickens' timeless classic in a whole new way, faithful to the original text and featuring world-class radio actors and top-notch theater of the mind audio. You can subscribe online today at adventwithscrooge.com to receive this free daily series in your inbox. That's adventwithscrooge.com. Well, here on The Inner Life today, we're talking about the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit with our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie, a Jesuit priest and national director of the Pope's Prayer Network. And we are, yeah, we've been exploring some of the fruits of the Spirit. But uh, as we turn our attention maybe now to the gifts, one of the first places that come up, comes up, Father, for me when I think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is, of course, and having been to a number of confirmation masses, um, those seven gifts of the Holy Spirit that uh, that our conformandi are meant to to learn but also to grow in familiarity with so can you introduce us to those those seven sanctifying graces of the holy spirit
1: yes um again we can peek in the catechism uh if you're at home that would be uh in section 1830 of the catechism and uh, you know these show up in the old testament in fact in the book of isaiah chapter 11 and um you know, again, maybe kind of key in to okay, Lord, which of these gifts have you given to me that I can notice? And also some of these categories. So here, let me rattle these off. Ready? Sure. Wisdom, yeah. understanding, counsel, knowledge, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. So, okay, let's say wisdom, for instance. You know, our mind might go to some of these great saints of the church, right? Um, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Augustine. Okay, these these are wise men who also cultivated that gift, right? By prayer, by study, by reading. Okay, how about a different one? Let's say fear of the Lord. You know, this is a spirit of, yes, belief in God, love for the Lord, knowing Mm -hmm. that God is all-powerful, all-loving. You know, actually here maybe my mind turns to maybe Mary and Joseph. Uh, You know, we're kind of approaching this great season of Advent, You know, these are holy, faithful people uh, in the Holy Family, um, raised in the Jewish faith with a great love for a loving God, watching over them, giving us truly Jesus, the Son of God, uh, through Mother Mary. So we might notice, again, some of these gifts are a little more along the lines of kind of intellectual gifts, perhaps.
0: It seems that way, yeah. Wisdom, understanding,
1: knowledge. You know, others, again, maybe a little more virtues of the heart, um, piety, fear of the Lord. Okay, even something like fortitude, you know, that's kind of like strength under fire, we might say. Mm -hmm. Um, These could be some of the great martyrs of the church. But also in our own daily lives, who knows, maybe you're at a meeting that's really stressful. (laughs) Uh, You're on a school board or even something at work. Okay, other people's emotions around you are getting hot. You're talking about... I don't know the budget or some political issues sometimes to lean into fortitude for a bit. Sometimes it comes out like this, actually Lord help me to keep my mouth shut for another couple minutes <laughs> while I Fair listen enough. to you. Yeah. I listen to some of the good that's being said, and maybe I can highlight a grace instead of just joining the fight that's going on around me. Um, mm. So that fortitude, I think that's one uh, I need in my own life. Hmm.
0: It's a great point, Father, and I thank you for giving that example too. That I mean, we are reliant, of course, upon the Holy Spirit as the again the um, in the power behind all of these gifts that He has brought with His presence into our lives sacramentally, as we receive Him, as we call upon Him in our prayers, and that sort of thing. But it's a great th- it's a great reminder to say that you know we need to rely upon that um, willfully, intentionally, prayerfully. We need to you know draw. It's almost like we need to draw the fruits of these gifts or the the gifts of these fruits, whatever it is, out of this relationship, right?
1: Absolutely, it, you know. And to say, uh, I think especially for us as Catholics, we see. Um, the beautiful cooperation of faith and action, right? The Lord gives us these gifts, wants us to use them. Now it's, you know, even we need God's grace to put them into action, right? But maybe if I'm praying and wishing and desiring wisdom, okay, that's a good thing. Also, maybe the Lord's calling me, you know what? Well, why don't you read a chapter of a good book to get you started, right? (laughs) Or why don't you go to the prophet Isaiah? Uh, why don't you go to a great saint you know maybe you don't need to read the life works of saint augustine right now but you know maybe one little kind of spiritual nugget that i can chew on to help me cultivate and grow in maybe that gift of wisdom uh, for example
0: yeah yeah that's it's good advice if you are seeking some advice on recognizing the fruits and the gifts of the spirit in your own life and you would like to ask our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie, give us a call at 888-914-9149. Again, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio dot com. Father, so many good things that are coming of this uh, discussion on our uh, on the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, and just how we might. Lean into that relationship a bit more. I think is the next question on my mind. Is um, so, maybe just uh, ex- let's explore a little bit. What role should the Holy Spirit play in our spiritual life? Maybe particularly our prayer life. How do we how do we engage with specifically that person of the Holy Trinity uh, when we pray?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, St. Ignatius has um, this just a really brief line. He says, "You know, before I sit down to pray, so okay." Perhaps that's in your own home. Maybe you got a nice little prayer corner. Um, Maybe you're able to go into your parish church for adoration. Gosh, what a gift that is. Anyhow, Ignatius sort of asks us to take a minute for prayer almost before we pray (laughs) to basically reflect, okay, God is looking upon me with love right now. Um, Mm. The Lord desires this time in prayer with me. The Lord wants to give me his grace during this time in prayer. You know, it's a kind of thoughtful little spiritual exercise, um, in a sense, calling upon the Holy Spirit even before I start praying. <laughs> okay, Lord, you're the one who led me to this time in prayer. You're the one who is going to give me maybe that gift of peace that I'm seeking, um, maybe that bit of wisdom that I'm asking for right now. So this sense of the Holy Spirit is really drawing me into prayer, active in prayer, um, mm-hmm. Again, even the Spirit is this gift of love between the Father and the Son that I wish to be drawn into. Um, Again, some of these beautiful images in the Scriptures that we might pray about, let's say that image of fire, you know, Holy Spirit, I ask you to burn more brightly in my heart. Uh, Help me to share my faith uh, like a holy fire with those that I meet. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I like the image. Uh, I certainly do. But uh, well, I tell you what, let's let's take a phone call now. Uh, let's start f- taking some phone calls for us, Father, for Father Joe Laramie. Our first call is from Alex calling in from Kentucky. Alex, welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks for calling in.
2: Yeah, Father Ken Summer in Cincinnati was blessing a lot of people, a lot of men ministering in the Spirit because he was uh, he went up to Notre Dame to be filled with the Holy Spirit back in the '60s, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then. He was a um, he was dynamic guy, so full of life and love and light, and uh, he ministered to me a lot. I just want to encourage people to read in the scriptures about the gifts of the spirit in First Corinthians, Paul was writing about that. We have the we have God living in us, and Jesus said He would never leave us or forsake us. And in John chapter fourteen is so powerful. For He said, and even even John the Baptist in all four Gospels said. That, that Jesus would baptize us in the Holy Spirit and fire and see that's what I've been experiencing for 47 years now has been powerful so live live the power of the Holy Spirit and that's what Jesus said would happen that when the Holy Spirit came upon us we'd have power to be witnesses of him and that's what the scripture says in Acts chapter 1 and so I just I just uh, want to commend you because you have um you have uh, become a A a really a lot of uh, relevance let me put it that way you're relevant in this conversation and this uh open talk show so i just want to commend you for that
1: amen gosh yeah Uh, alex (laughs) holy words uh you know i just want to say amen brother and like give you a high five uh through the airwaves here um yeah, that sense of witness. Gosh, I love that. Um, yeah, you spoke about this beautiful experience and example connected to the University of Notre Dame. What a great school! Um, it, again, sometimes it's kind of like, okay, I'm asking the Lord to be a witness. Um, he wants me to give me that gift, and sometimes I learn by doing, right? Like, okay, kind of let's let's start in some little ways. Um, you reaching out to a neighbor, um, simply inviting somebody to come to mass with me the next time that I go. Um, again, my little example of, okay, Lord, I'm praying for fortitude at this really stressful meeting. Um, you know, it's a moment for grace. <laughs> it's a moment when I'm asking for God to act. Um, sometimes it's really joyful. Sometimes it's a little stressful. But um, I think that's how we grow in the spiritual life. Mm.
0: Yeah, excellent point. Thank you for that, Father. And Alex, thank you for the phone call, and I can hear the joy and the fire in your life. So thank you for that and for the, being a good example for the rest of us. Um, we're looking to encourage and inspire one another. That's what we do every day here on The Inner Life. So if you have ways in which the Holy Spirit has encouraged and inspired you and you'd like to share that with others, give us a call at 888 914 We're talking about the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit today with our spiritual director, Father Joe Laramie. Next up is James calling in from California. Good morning, James. Thanks for calling into the Inner Life.
2: Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Father Joe. Hi, Patrick. How you? I'm wondering, uh, I was taught that the gifts of confirmation from Isaiah chapter 11 are the gifts that we need to grow in holiness, but that the gifts in Corinthians 12 are the gifts that we need to build up the church. So I'm just wondering if you had a comment in that regard.
1: Good question. Um, yeah, I th- I'll I'll just say I think these things are all closely related, right? Um, living my own faith, okay, through my prayer and my daily life, uh, growing closer to Christ, and yeah, that's bound to spill over into my daily life, right? My interactions with others, in my family, in my workplace. Um, you know, even I'll highlight in uh, in that passage from Corinthians. You know. Here, Paul kind of starts to give us some more of these kind of supernatural gifts, right? Speaks about healing, miracles, prophecy. Uh, perfectly fine to ask the Lord for those gifts as well. You know, and I think there's also what a kind of continuum we might say let's say, healing. Okay, there's really supernatural healing that's out there, okay? Through the miracles of Jesus, um, through some saints. Okay, but also let's say a doctor or a nurse, right? Okay, your daily work is physical healing, okay, in big and small ways. A mother or father, okay, you're healing those little hearts when they skin their knees or have a bad day at work. Priests and religious, you know, spiritual healing through reconciliation. So again, to see, okay, Lord, what gifts have you given me? How can I develop those um, maybe in big ways or in small ways?
0: James, thank you for the call. Thank you for the, the um, yeah, the question. I think that's great that we have, uh, obviously we have a continuity of our God being the same from Old Testament to new and pouring out gifts upon his people about in the, the times of Isaiah and the times of, uh, well, the church in Corinth, for example, as you used. But yeah, I mean, it's it seems to me, I mean, the distinction that, I, that I've that i understood, Father, is that there is a distinction um maybe to be made between the sanctifying graces and the gratuitous graces and to understand that uh, they're all gifts though, as you were saying, that come straight from the Holy spirit that are, you know, they're, they're a dynamic of my relationship with him. And I think that's one of the things that we want to underscore during the program today is that again, this is all all coming out and flowing out of a a living relationship with the third person, with the Holy Trinity, but specifically in this way of the third person of the Holy Trinity.
1: Absolutely. That, That life of faith um, through prayer, through the sacraments, the life of the church, um, the Lord desires to bless my heart and to share those gifts with others. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay, very good. Well James, thank you for the call. I appreciate that and uh, and we are looking for other callers too. If you'd like to call in and share some of your some of your insights about the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit, maybe how you've seen them at work in your own life or in the lives of those around you, give us a call at 888-914-9149. again 8889149149 or send us an email, life at relevantradio.com. Um, Father, one of the things that strikes me is that, I mean, we were talking before about this horizontal dimension of the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And it seems to me that, um, there is, there are some that tend to be more public or, or noticeable maybe is a better way of putting it. Um, but then there are others that, uh, like uh, the gift of, of faith, uh, might be more private and, um, Sometimes people, especially if, it, if it's not something that they see in their own life, they might become jealous of some of the more public <laughs> gifts. Um, so can we, is there a way we can combat against that?
1: <laughs> Good question. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm tempted to maybe see, oh, that other person has all these gifts, uh, you know, and I don't have anything. It's, you know, I liked your example of the Sears catalog, right? Sometimes yeah, we're, right. we're kind of flipping through the pages like, oh, I wish I had that gift or this gift. Well, it's okay to ask the Lord for what we desire, and to do a little kind of examination of conscience almost. Okay, Lord, what gifts have you given me? Um, You know, how am I living in your Holy Spirit? Again, I'll go back to some jobs, right? Okay, teachers, right? Like, okay, well, wisdom and knowledge, you're trying to pass that on to the next generation. Now, maybe it's kindergartners, and it's pretty basic. Maybe it's kids in high school or college. Um, maybe it's the gift of healing that, yes, you are doing in your, in your daily life, uh, in your own labors. So to first see, okay, Lord, what gifts have you given me? Now, it could be I ask for an additional gift or even in my job, I feel like, oh gosh, okay, I was doing uh, teaching, but actually now I'm moving more into administration and I need a kind of deeper level of wisdom to have kind of the bigger picture in mind instead of just the 30 kiddos in front of me right now. Uh, you know, I think I've found some of that in my own priesthood, moving from being a seminarian to being ordained. Um, you know, Jesus is with us. Jesus gives us what we need. Um, he's very patient. I'm super impatient, right? I want it five minutes ago or five years ago. Definitely. But <laughs> the Lord is with me, you know, cultivating my heart um letting me use these gifts you know to get a little exercise almost by trying it bit by bit so um you know jealousy let's just call that an invitation to prayer
0: mm-hmm. well i appreciate that and um you know and indeed the and many parts of life, I think, are mainly, they boil down to just that, don't they? That they're an invitation to prayer. And uh, it's it's a good way of, of, I think it's a good way of recognizing, too, the diversity in the mystical body of Christ, right? As St. Paul outlines for us in First Corinthians 12, that we're all different parts, we're all different members of the body of Christ. And where we might not see a particular gift at work in our own life, that's where we need to rely on the gift of others. And so maybe if you have seen... Something somebody utilizing a gift of the spirit in your li- in, in not in their, in your life but in their lives that you've been extremely grateful for and you want to give them a shout out give us a call at triple eight nine one four nine one four nine or send us an email inner life at relevantradio we're gonna head into our next break but we got more of the conversation coming up right after this so stay with us we'll be right back. Thanks to our sponsor, the University of Dallas, the Catholic University for Independent Thinkers. UD's rigorous liberal arts education forms the mind and nourishes the soul to produce graduates who renew our culture. Find out more and access a free guide on choosing a college at relevantradio.com UDallas. Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Engesser taking your phone calls today. you ever wonder how the poor can do extraordinary things, and if you want an example of that, check out the latest Eucharistic encounter video with Father Rocky that just dropped today, so you are, you are you can get right in on the cusp of it. Just go to relevantradio.com slash encounter and check out that video. It's a great story about how a, a townful of poor people have put together an amazing cathedral by the way you might also just find out and be surprised at what the largest catholic church in the world is so check it out again at relevantradiocom slash encounter we're talking today about the gifts and the fruits of the holy spirit with our spiritual director father joe laramie jesuit priest and national director of the pope's prayer network a 175 year old ministry uniting hearts to the sacred heart and uh, speaking of the Sacred Heart, and if I may, the Immaculate Heart, and import that into the conversation as well, Father. I mean, obviously, Our Lady, the Bride of the Holy Spirit, has a close, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, as we're talking about the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. How can devotion to Mary help us live out and live out and live into the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit?
1: Amen. Um, again, as we're here on the edge of Advent, and... You may know or may not know, we're also coming up on a jubilee year of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. She was a French sister in the 1600s who had a series of visions of Jesus in his sacred heart. So this is the 350th anniversary of her visions um, that starts in December. So some festivities happening in her hometown, but in other parts of the world as well. So that devotion to the heart of Jesus goes back to the 1600s. But I also tell folks, you know, it goes back quite a bit further to the year one, to Mother Mary, who had in her own body that tiny, tiny heart of that tiny child Jesus being formed in her womb. And that little heart was beating beneath her own feminine heart, a mother's heart, a woman's heart. And so we are... Blessed to honor the hearts of Jesus and the heart of Mary, knowing that even at this very moment they look on us with great love, even in their own hearts. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe just just that for a minute, right? Like, let's just chew on that. Receive that gift. I have a heart. Jesus has a heart. Mary has a heart. Um, okay, we got friends in high places, you know, um, and they're right here with us. Mm-hmm. We see Mother Mary uh, in that beautiful passage of the Annunciation in Luke's Gospel. The angel Gabriel comes to her with this grand invitation to be truly the mother of God. Uh, Mary's response in Latin, it's just one word, really. It's fiat. Okay? Yes, your will be done. You know, may it be done to me, for I am the handmaid of the Lord. You know, Regarding these gifts, I think that's a good word, isn't it? Fiat. To say, okay, Lord, I want what you want. Um, Yes, it would be amazing to have some of these supernatural gifts that we see, yes, in some of the saints, in the history of the church. And Lord, if you want to give me some more kind of humble gifts, some more practical gifts, okay, I want to receive that too. Um, Mary desiring to do the Father's will, we want to do the Father's will. And yes, sometimes that's that's humble. And other times it takes some kind of crazy twists and turns that we might not expect. Um, I'm thinking of uh, a former teacher of mine in college. Um, he is a proud father and grandparent. And one of his children has had some health problems recently. So he is, in effect, raising one of his grandparents, one of his grandchildren, in his own home. Wow. Now, he is a good, faithful guy. I think his retirement is looking a little different than maybe he anticipated. Um, And he's also seeing, okay, at least for now, this is God's call for me. I love my kids and my grandkids. So God's gonna give me the grace I need. Again, for some of us who are moving maybe into a different profession. Um, Okay, I talked about being a teacher, moving into administration, you know, Some of those twists and turns in our own lives, right? From being a married couple to being a parent, from being a parent to a grandparent. Okay, fiat, Lord. You know, yes, (laughs) your will be done. Give me the grace I need. Um, I'm here in Wisconsin, uh, which is Packer territory, of course, for football. You know, sometimes we want to be the quarterback, right? But maybe actually we're really, really good at kicking field goals. Well, that's important, too. Or maybe my role is coaching or uh, being on the sidelines, you know, kind of coaching in small ways the players that I'm standing next to. So, again, you know, if we feel a little jealousy or envy, let's just turn that into prayer and say, okay, Lord, I bring this desire to you, but your will be done. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's a really important point as well, Father. And I think one of the things that contrasts with that jealousy or envy so much is the humility of Our Lady that she is displaying. I mean, even in, even in, and maybe especially in her Magnificat, right when she is, uh, she is with Elizabeth and she just starts pouring out her soul. My soul, you know, proclaims the glory of the Lord. So I mean, there's just there's so much that's given to us in the example of Our Lady, and. It's, it's kind of interesting because, I, as I mentioned at the, at the open, the show, and I was going through the catalog, you know, encircling all these things greedily, right? But that's not what we see in Our Lady, that she just humbly is a recipient of the best gifts that God has ever given to the world, which is kind of, it kind of blows my mind. So there's a role of humility, I guess, is what I'm getting at in all of this, that Our Lady models so well for us, but that we need to adopt as well in receiving these gifts of the Holy Spirit.
1: Absolutely. To come before the Lord with an open heart. Um, Again, that image of the heart of Mary, the heart of Jesus. Lord, I'm going to receive the grace you want to give me. And again, sometimes it might look humble on the surface, but also it could (laughs) take on some bigger dimensions than maybe I imagine. Um, Okay, in a simple way, sure, Mary is a mother. But Gosh, far much more than that, right? I mean, even motherhood, no small thing. Like, you're you're a teacher, you're a nurse, um, you're a coach, you are shaping this child in the faith. Uh, Mary is kind of the mother of all the apostles, right? A spiritual mom for them and for us. So to keep turning to her to ask for grace and guidance.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of grace and guidance, since that's what we're all about here on The Inner Life is a little bit of spiritual direction, a little bit of guidance for today's walk of faith, today's journey of faith. I mean, one of the things that the seven gifts, specifically going back to those seven that you enumerated for us from Isaiah chapter 11 before, Father, is that they're held somewhat in contrast, are they not, to the seven deadly sins as well, that there's a way of living out these gifts, and maybe not just those, but any gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, in opposition to all the temptations toward the seven deadly sins as well. Do you want to reflect a little bit on that?
1: Absolutely. Uh, again, there's a kind of examination of conscience here, right? So maybe, okay, I'm reflecting on, all right, Lord, what gifts have you given to me? Um, what are some gifts that I desire? And to look into my heart, yeah, Lord, what are the weeds, you know? What are the places where I'm, I'm boxing you out? Um, a few of these that St. Paul lists— Um, fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, okay, to to name a few. You know, right, and these are a little unpleasant to look at, right? Uh, Maybe I prefer not to think about these too much. But again, okay, a spirit of trust. God loves me. Mother Mary can help me. Maybe I see that Yeah, jealousy is really an issue, you know. Um, I'm constantly looking at what other people have instead of what God has given to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, fornication, impurity, yeah, some of those sexual sins that, gosh, in our culture these days, I mean, there are like billion-dollar industries encouraging sexual sin, okay? Pornography, just to name one, right? Yep. Okay, that can be a real cross. um, That can become an addiction for some folks. But that's not the end of the story, right? Okay, Jesus, maybe I need to reach out for some assistance um, through my pastor, maybe through a counselor. Um, maybe I need to build up some virtues so that I can make some good steps um, to, to step away from these sins I'm falling into. So again, it's, you know, it's a little hard, right? It takes some courage. But again, calling upon the Holy Spirit, calling upon Mother Mary, to look at my own heart with great honesty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there you just threw in a, a key word there, too, I think, is honesty, right? I mean, um, and that's one of the things, at least in my own life, in my own relationship with the Lord, that I'm continuing to try to cultivate is to recognize, of course, He knows me through and through. He knows my thoughts, the Lord does, and uh, He's He's aware of all these things that are going on. But uh, I still have this temptation to, be, uh, to try to hide, uh, you know, going back to, Adam and Eve, right, who hid from the God after they had taken of the forbidden fruit. Um and I think that, that that honesty is something that paves the way into deeper relationship maybe particularly for the sake of our discussion today our relationship with the Holy Spirit is to be honest where we're where we're coming up short and we and you've said this before but we actually we rely so heavily on his help.
1: Absolutely. Um again in my Jesuit seminary training. um, You know, we we get some help from leadership on some of these things. We get uh, periodic reviews and feedback from uh, Jesuit superiors, even, for instance, some of the schools that we teach in. Other teachers are asked to, like, write up a little report on how we're doing. You know, that can be hard to hear sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I can bet. You know, again, maybe you've heard this uh, from your own report at work or maybe your spouse outlines a couple things like, Hey, sweetie, I love you, but
0: (laughs) that never happens. Father. (laughs) Seriously. Come on. You know,
1: I'm not married, but again, I live with 30 other guys, right? Like you never (laughs) empty the dishwasher for instance, or (laughs) you've got your chores, but you always seem to find something more important instead of your chores. Like, Mm. okay, that's hard to hear. It's humbling. Um, I also probably recognize, yeah, there's a little kernel of truth there. I kind of half noticed that, and I hoped nobody else would notice. Um, so, but what does Jesus say? You know, He humbles us only to later exalt us, right? That He wants to purify my heart, to build me up, to, you know, like a good gardener, He wants to pull out a few weeds so that these fruits can
0: really bloom and grow. Oh, I like that analogy a lot, Father. Thank you. Hey, just before we, uh, just in the last minute or so, before we ask for your blessing, I want to throw in this email that just came in from Anonymous, who says, I've been touched by the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my life through the sacrament of reconciliation. Anonymous mm-hmm. writes, it changed my perspective for recurring sins that I had in my life and the priest I met in confession said, as part of my penance, to pray for the gifts of wisdom and fortitude. I have prayed and reflected on these gifts during times of temptation, and those prayers have helped me overcome these times of temptation. Temptation is offering an earthly gift. However, the gift of the Holy Spirit is offering a heavenly gift, which, when chosen, has led to a much more satisfying path forward. I just thought I'd share that with you, Father. That seems like a really nice way to wrap up the show.
1: Love it. Man, let's print that and frame
0: that one. (laughs) Absolutely. Anonymous, thank you for the email. Thanks for taking the time to write in. Well, Father, it's been a great joy to talk with you you today about the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And may the Holy Spirit be ever increased in all of our lives. May we continue to offer our own fiat, as Our Lady did, to the working of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. And maybe we can start all this or continue all this in, in our spiritual lives today with a blessing from you. So if you would, please, Father.
1: Let us pray. Let's call upon the Holy Family as we say, St. Joseph, watch over us and guide us. Mother Mary, keep us close to your heart. Lord Jesus, make our hearts more like your sacred
0: heart. May Almighty God bless you,
1: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Well, thank you so much, Father, for that. We are um, winding up this show, but if you need to listen to part of it again, go to relevantradio.com innerlife. And, hey, don't forget to, uh, Advent Carols of Comfort and Joy from Relevant Radio are on tap now. Just go to relevantradio.com slash carols. You can get joyful carols every day of Advent. Sign up at relevantradio.com slash carols. Coming up tomorrow on the program, Doing the Will of God with our spiritual brother, Father T- Tim Wichiscala. Up next is the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass. Enjoy it until
2: next time. Grace and peace.